This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's BetQL Daily with Ryan Horvat and Zach Price on the BetQL Audio Network. And you are listening to BetQL Daily and watching BetQL Daily. Ryan Horvat, Zach Price filling in for Joe O. He'll be back next week. And we got a lot to talk about. We got college hoops tomorrow. We got a full slate tonight. 11 NBA games on tap. Some really good ones, some really bad ones. We'll be betting a little bit of both. And then tomorrow night, UFC 258, which I'm excited for. I do order all the pay-per-views, um, you know, not, not just the big names. Like, obviously, everybody's going to get the McGregor fights. I'm excited for this card, especially in the main event. We're going to talk about that and try to make you some money. And what I always go into these pay-per-views, Zach, is um, now I'm married. I have a seven-year-old. And so um, I have, like, way too many sports packages. Obviously, I got the well Sunday ticket gets more expensive every year. I got the NBA package. And then I order every pay-per-view. I got the WWE Network. And so I always try to justify that if I can make enough money off the fights, like if I could pick enough winners – that I pretty much am paying for the pay-per-view. So that's what we're going to try to do here. We're going to bring in Reed Wallach. You find him at Reed Wallach on Twitter, content producer for BetQL, and we're going to talk a little UFC. I want to start with the main event, and um, I want to start with it because I'm watching the press conferences, and I see Gilbert Burns, who right now on, on points bet plus 220 is a 220 underdog. He comes out and says he's going for the submission. Uh, Reed, what do you like in the main event tomorrow night? Does Gilbert Burns actually have any shot in this fight? Hey, guys. Well, first, thanks for having me on, as always. Uh, pleasure to be talking with you. And, you know, to get right to the point, Burns does have a chance, and his most likely path to victory, in my opinion, is through submission. Am I betting it? No, I don't think so. Um, I actually like Usman in this fight. I think that, you know, this whole narrative that they train together, they have a lot of history. It does level the playing field a bit, but in the end, it's a two-way street, right? Like just because Burns knows Usman's tricks and is familiar with him doesn't mean Usman isn't familiar with Burns just as much. You know, I think what really stands out to me is the efficiency and the precision of a fighter like Usman. I mean, just look at his prior two fights. You know, Jorge Masvidal, an incredible striker, Usman said, no, I'm not going to stand and throw with you. I'm going to cut off the cage, put you against it, and just wear you down. And it was a comprehensive deep down. Then you go back to the Colby Covington fight. Covington, an all-world wrestler, you know, loves taking this to the ground. No takedowns. You know, Usman has a 100% takedown defense. He has a five-inch reach advantage against Burns. I think that he's going to be able to control this fight. And, yeah, Burns' only chance is to slip in a submission. I just don't see it happening. 
Yeah, I'm with you. And so I was looking at some other ways maybe to bet the main event, but really I see the value, like some value on the undercard. So what other fights are you looking at? You know, you got Jim Miller taking on Bobby Green in a lightweight bout. What do you like? Do you see any value uh, as far as the UFC card tomorrow night? Yeah, there there are a few underdogs that just kind of stick out to me just on prices. I, you know, going back to the main card, I mean, Ian Heinish is catching at FanDuel right now. He's plus 194. To me, that's just a completely, you know, overval- overvalued line on Kelvin Gastelum. I mean, if you take the names off these fighters and you just look at their recent stretches, I mean, Gastelum, he's lost three straight to quality competition, no doubt, but it's three straight losses. That kind of sits with you while Ian Heinish, he's kind of struggled moving up against better competition, but also just landed a minute uh, knockout within a minute against Gerald Mearscat, you know, this past summer. So I kind of like Heinish at 32. He was late to the MMA game. I think this could kind of be a breakthrough spot for him. While Gaslam, I mean, he had his first pro fight when he was around 20 years old. He's lost three straight now. I think, you know, I can't bet a guy like him who maybe passed his prime already at 29, his 20-plus pro fights already. He's minus 220. I just can't see how you could lay that number with him. So I like Heinish getting nearly two to one as an underdog that I see as live in this fight. Reed, this is Zach. Now you mentioned uh, liking the underdog there. In general, betting MMA, um, you know, I'm, I like personally bet a lot of golf and basketball. Uh, are you looking at underdogs more or are you looking for like a guaranteed favorite? Uh, what's your strategy? What's a good general strategy for the viewers or someone like me who doesn't always go MMA? Yeah, I mean, I just because look, I it's still a fight, right? It, it sounds so simple, but when you're talking about two people getting in the ring and fighting, you still have a chance, you know. And like when you see these fighters between plus one thirty to plus two hundred, I always just inherently my first look is to okay, can the underdog actually win here? Is this more of a toss up fight? Because of course you're getting the better payout, so. I always, my first pass through the card, I'll be like, okay, what underdogs do I like? And then look from that perspective and then, you know, break it down from there. So inherently, I think looking dog first is the way to go. But look, not every, all fights are not created equal. I always look at, you know, do the styles of the fighters match up? And, you know, is the value there for the underdog? Like to me, Ian Heinish at plus 190, you know, plus 180, plus 200, he has value there because I think he should be closer to the plus 150 range. I just think he's being a little undervalued and Castellum is being bloated up in the market because of who he's fought, not what he's doing in these fights. Reed, I want to get your thoughts on the college basketball card for tomorrow, but I do have two more UFC questions. I'm just going to turn them into one for you. So I'm a big Khabib guy. Do you think we've seen the last of Khabib and who would even be a potential matchup that you would like to see? And then what's next for Conor McGregor? Yeah, I mean... Dana White keeps pushing that he's still the could be still a champion. He's going to come back. Ultimately though, I just, who does he come back for that? I do think that there's a world where he comes back. I wouldn't say he's actually retired. All these guys retire and they're back in six months. This one felt a little bit more real, you know, after, you know, his father passing away, he won that emotional fight against Justin Gaethje. But I really think what's driving this retirement being real is that, no one can touch him. You know, like I, who is there for him to fight now? It's not like there's some up and coming star. I mean, they talk about Charlie's Oliveira. They talk about Michael Chandler, but neither of those guys, in my opinion, are in the same stratosphere. 
as Habib. So, I mean, I can't answer for certain, but I do think he's going to be done for the time being until someone really proves themselves that they are deserving of a chance. And then to answer your next question about Connor, I mean, I went on You Better You Bet and said I liked Poirier in this fight. I thought that he was um, a live dog. I thought that the market was way too high on McGregor, and it proved to be right. And I think Connor's kind of stuck here. He's got to hope for, I guess, another chance at Poirier, and then maybe the winner of that gets another chance at Khabib. I mean, the lightweight division is stacked right now. But the issue is Khabib is just that much better than all these really good fighters. So it's kind of a log jam at the top. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Reed, I wanted to change subjects over to uh, March Madness is right around the corner. Um, what do you think? Is there a Cinderella out there this year? Um, can 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 uh, do we see a late a high C go into the Final Four and maybe taking on Gonzaga or Baylor, or is this just going to be a year of uh, the Titans? Yeah, I mean, Gonzaga and Baylor have really uh, separated themselves as the two top teams. I mean, everyone knows that, and I don't think it's like an overrated narrative at all. That is the truth. Those two are head and shoulders above the rest. And then when you look down at the rest, I do think that this March could see some upsets, especially with kind of the choppiness of some of these teams that have been starting and stopping during the year. I think it could lead to some undervalued teams come March. I mean, one team that really sticks out to me, and they have a huge matchup um, over the weekend against Drake, but Loyola Chicago, they are one of the best defensive teams in the country. You know, they have really flown under the radar. Drake started undefeated and really got the national attention as a mid-major, but in my opinion, Loyola Chicago is the far superior team, and I think they're going to prove it this weekend and really start getting some momentum heading into March. I'm also really looking forward to that game this weekend. We're talking with Reed Wallach. You can find his work with BetQL. BetQLradio.com, partnering up to help you beat the sports books. Use the promo code DAILY for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types. From the first time, bettors to hardcore make more informed betting decisions using, using data and analytics. So, Reed, I want to use some data and analytics. I want to take a look at tomorrow's card now. Um, I was trying to jump ahead because there's so many games that I like, but you know, some of the lines obviously weren't out yet. Is there anything that you like as far as tomorrow goes uh, in college hoops? Yeah. So usually at least how I craft my cards is I'm always looking a day ahead and I use Kempom. You know, their projections are usually right in line with the market or off by a point or so. So it helps me kind of build a base of where I'm going to be looking come the next day when the lines come out, usually in the afternoon at some point. A few definitely jumped off to me, including Loyola Chicago, like we just said, at Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one that definitely sticks out to me is Stanford. They're going to be at home, I'm pretty sure, against um, Utah. Utah coming off a, uh, just got out of a win against a poor Cal team, and Stanford just got um, throttled by Colorado at home. You know, Kempom has this line at three. I'm pretty bullish on this Stanford team. You know, they just got Zaire Williams back, Dejon Davis. 
uh, should be able to play. And Oscar De Silva is one of the best big men in the Pac-12. I really like the Stanford team. And I think at inside of two possessions, they should be able to take it home, especially considering they are a top 100 team from the free throw line. So Stanford has a short line does stick out to me. And then a potentially gross one that uh, jumps out at me is Wake Forest going yeah. to Florida State. Um, I mean, look, I'm not going to tell you Wake Forest is a good team by any means. They're 6-8 and eight in the ACC, but the spot is just screaming to take the Demon Deacons. They're going to Florida State. Florida State hasn't played since January 30th. Uh, they had a, a second COVID pause of the season. And then not only is it tough for a team to get up and just play well off of a COVID layoff, they play Virginia at home on Monday in a game that may decide the ACC regular season title. So this is a clear look-ahead spot. Kempom has this at 13. It's just purely a spot play. I think Wake Forest can hang around, maybe keep it within like nine, eight points, and you know just hang on for dear life and you know hope you can take some money home. Absolutely. Reed, thanks a lot, man. Enjoy the UFC card tomorrow night and enjoy the college hoops tomorrow and uh, the limited games we get tonight in college as well. Have a good one, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Awesome. You can find his work all over the place. BetQL, content producer for BetQL. That's Reed Wallach. You can find him on Twitter, R-E-E-D-W-A-L-L-A-C-H. The reason I do that is because nobody could ever say my name, so I just spell it out and then that's how I increase my Twitter followers. Because life's all about Twitter, man. If you don't have 15K Twitter followers, you're screwed. And I'm nowhere near that quite yet. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We still got a lot to get to. We got college hoops. We got a full slate tomorrow. We got UFC 258. Uh, the main event's going to be great. The undercard, and we'll see. And then, of course, uh, 11 NBA games that we still got to get to tonight, including Bucks Jazz. We got, uh, what do we got? Pelicans, Mavs, so much to get to. Talking about it all here on the BetQL Daily Show, BetQL Audio Network.